Uh, to break down all of those prospects, uh, Guy Flamer joins us. Uh, Flamer, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks, Jason. Now, I know you're a huge fan of uh, of Hudson Flash uh, fashion. How come? He's big. He's, he's He can skate very well. And uh, this year, he's putting up a ton of numbers at uh, the University of Michigan with the, uh, or excuse me, uh, Minnesota with the Golden Gophers. And as a freshman, a lot of times you go to these big programs like the the Gophers and you're playing third or fourth line minutes. Well, he's getting first line uh, opportunities this year because of how well he played early on. And uh, head coach Don Lucia, who happened to be also the head coach of the World Junior Team this year uh, for the United States, uh, has used him uh, all over the place. So whatever situation, and he's had a lot of success. I think he's third in scoring on that club. Uh, and this, this is a guy L.A. got in the fourth round last year. I thought it was a steal. He had a kind of a down year uh, with the U.S. program in his draft year, and, and so his uh, stock kind of plummeted. But, uh, man, he's been uh, lights out this year for, for Minnesota and at the World Junior. I thought he was very, very good for the United States too. Uh, so what do you know about uh, Nicholas Delorier, the defenseman they got? Well, he was uh, an offensive-minded defenseman in the queue, uh, but, I mean, he's been pro for three or four years now and hasn't really had a sniff at the uh, at the NHL yet. So I think he's uh, probably – and now L.A. is a, a tougher roster to crack in the last few years, so maybe he gets a, a better opportunity in, uh, in Buffalo, but uh, I don't think he will. Uh, I think Buffalo is pretty flush with yeah. a young defenseman uh, up and coming as well. So, you know, I think he was buried in L.A. I don't think he's going to be uh, any less buried in Buffalo. So that's kind of a bit move, I think, for, for that one. Uh, Braden McNabb had played a little bit uh, in Buffalo already, a big six foot four defenseman, yeah. and Jonathan Parker. Uh, did you see McNabb, a guy, I, don't, I don't think he can crack L.A.'s lineup right away, but do you see him as an NHL defense? Well, he might, he, I think foot speed is going to be his issue, but he's got the size, and uh, he, has, he has a little bit of NHL experience already, as you mentioned, in Buffalo. So I think he's got a better chance than Delorier, I think for LA's perspective, they're the biggest pieces they're getting are the two second round picks uh, from uh, from uh, uh, the Buffalo Sabers. I'm not sure whose picks they are because, as you mentioned, they had so many picks. I know there's one for this June and one for next, but I think they had two or three picks in each uh, each round, or there was conditional picks in there. So I'm not sure if they're their own or if they're picks they uh, acquired in uh, in previous deals. Uh, but getting those two second round picks are probably worth more than than uh, McNabb. Uh, in my mind, and uh, it's still a lot to give up, though, uh, or to, to give away Hudson Fashion is still a lot. Not a lot of guys. Uh, Sebastian Kohlberg from the you know the the Vanek deal going to the Islanders. Uh, think he's an NHLer? He's got the speed. Uh, he has the ability. It's just uh, the question mark if he's going to come over or not. He hasn't yet, and I know even this year playing in in the uh, what was the Swedish Elite League uh, is you know he's not putting up massive numbers. I think he had under 10 points this season. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not spectacular, but he was he's good at his age group. I think he was a point-per-game guy at the World Juniors for Sweden, and you remember how good their team was. Well, he was one of their their key guys on that club, but you know it's, it's still a risk in my mind. So uh, that one uh, I, I think is a big win right now, at least uh, for, uh, for Montreal. Yeah, you know, it's interesting that the Swedes – None of their young forwards put up much numbers over in the Swedish Elite League. Uh, is it really hard to get a gauge at all, Guy, on how these guys will come over to the NHL in, in such a low-scoring league? Well, I think it is because they're playing smaller minutes uh, back there, even though they're you know the upside is they're playing against men, and they some of them start when they're 16, 17 years old. So if and when they come over, they might have three, four years of pro experience under their belt, which is great. But they they don't play big minutes uh, all the time, so it's it's kind of a trade off. Uh, so it, the, you get them to come over, and 
And uh, I mean, look at Linus Omark. He he was playing pro and uh, put up big numbers. And uh, uh, so you know, it's 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 still kind of an unknown. You like the fact that they've got some experience against bigger and older guys, but you don't really know how they're going to uh, uh, make the adjustment to North America and what you would expect to be uh, play a bigger role if they're ready for it. Keith Flaming from the Pipeline Show joins us. Uh, Gee, draft picks. Obviously, you know, I've done a lot of research on them as of you. You know, you get out of the first round, and we're talking 15% and then down to 10 or 12. Like, it's tough sure. to, to crack in the NHL. I'm hearing that the depth of this year's draft isn't as deep as as a next year in 2015. Now, let, let's quantify that a little bit. Are we talking where there's a significant drop-off after pick 40? When, when you hear that the depth is different from 14 to 15, what are we talking about difference of depth? Uh, I think, well, the high end for next year is much better than the high end at this year. I think you, you're going to have probably your top five next year might all be the top five. You, you maybe, uh, you know, if you're to mix the two classes together, you might have, you know, the top uh, six or seven guys might be 2015 players uh, out of the two drafts. I think next year is, is really good. I mean, you've got um, – uh, Jack Eichel, who plays for the U.S. Uh, national program right now, and of course it's uh, Connor McDavid's year next season. Uh, Matt Barzell, who uh, Jason, I know you're familiar with, plays in Seattle in the WHL. He's a terrific player. Uh, Noah Hannafin's a big defenseman playing in the U.S. program right now. These are all considered to be franchise players uh, moving forward, and I don't know how many of those guys we have this year. You know, Aaron Ekblad is by far the best defenseman available, and and I think he's probably the only guy that I would put in the mix with those other four, but still I would probably take those other guys ahead of Ekblad. Maybe not Hannafin, but uh, the three forwards that I mentioned are going to be terrific players, and that's not even looking at the European class next year. Guy Flaming joins us. Guy, uh, in your mind, is Ekblad the best player in this year's draft? In my mind, he is, but uh, you know, there's still a few months to go. Uh, but uh, you know, Leon Drysaitel, I liked early on. I actually liked Leon Drysaitel more last year than I have this year. I think he's kind of uh, stagnated a little bit in Prince Albert this year. I haven't seen the growth in his game that I expected, and and I do like uh, Sam Reinhardt, who I think is probably the best forward. Uh, this year, but uh, Sam Bennett and and Michael Dal Cole, who I don't get to see personally, but the the folks that I talk to and have on the show, they they speak very highly about them. But I think in most years, those are probably guys that are you know in the eight, ten, maybe top fifteen range. Okay. Uh, so this year, I think it's a they they happen to be a lot higher just because I don't think the the overall quality is there. And you look at uh, you know a guy like Bennett, um, very skilled. That you know I, I saw him drop the gloves with Lawton the other day. He's a seventeen-year-old. He plays with a real edge and grit. He's got slight shoulders though, and that you know that's it's rare to see guys just bulk up that much. You, if if you have a you know narrow shoulders, it's not suddenly at the age of twenty you really bulk out. It's rare. Sure. Some do it, but you know you look at Bennett and Reinhardt, and when you look at the size of Leon Drysdale, and and I know that maybe he you know he's a big body do you t if you're Edmonton and let's say Ekblad was gone and you're picking second third or what have you and you have Bennett Drysdale and Reinhardt and when you look at the team that the orders have yeah. who do you think's the best fit no I agree with you I think Drysdale is the right guy I just think he, if if you're picking number two or three and it's your choice between Drysdale and the other forwards I think that's probably your guy but I don't know if uh I think you could drop back try to drop back four or five spots and you might still be able to get them um, but you know, I I did have the chance to speak with Drysaitel the last time the Raiders were in town, and 
and personally on a one-on-one basis, great interview. And he's a guy who really can identify his strengths and weaknesses, uh, doesn't sugarcoat anything. And he knows, you know, I asked him about his strengths and, and he told me and I said, well, what do you still want to work on? He said, my defensive play is really weak. I'm not very good defensively. So I, I like the fact that he was really upfront about that and knows what he has to work on, and his foot speed is an issue too. But uh, no question, and he's, he's, he's a, he's a pass-first guy, and I think with the Oilers there are some shooters in Eberle and, and Taylor Hall that would benefit from a guy like that. So there is that. What did he say were his strengths? Uh, well, he is a, a, a an exceptional playmaker, and uh, I think he reads the play very well. And, and for him, he says... You know, he's not a physical big guy, but he is a guy kind of like Joe Thornton. I asked him if he's like Joe Thornton in the sense that he uses his body to shield the, mm-hmm. the puck really well, things like that. And he agreed with that, that he uses his strength to his advantage uh, and his size, but not necessarily in a – he's not going to put anybody through the boards kind of way. Gee Flaming joins us from the Pipeline Show, Tuesdays and Saturdays here on uh, TSN 1260. And, you know, having that size is an advantage – just because of it, when you're 20 pounds heavier, it is harder for guys to knock you off the puck. You don't necessarily have to be a guy who's a bulldog and hammers guys, but it does make a difference. You wrestle with somebody who's 20 pounds heavier. If all things are considered the guy's equal level of wrestling, it's going to be harder to take down the 20. The guy is a little bit heavier. For sure. It just is. And so, you know, the orders, we all know they need a, a, a top center who's got some size. And this guy, if it's not dry siddle, is – who is the next best option as a center position in your mind? Well, the, I mean, I think Michael Dal Cole can play a little center. I, I I see with NHL Central Scouting, he's listed as a center and a left wing, so he's got he should have some experience playing in that position. But the other centers at the top end of the class are kind of undersized guys, more of what the Oilers already have and don't necessarily need. You can drop back. Uh, and and get uh, bigger guys down the middle, but really up front, the the bigger forwards are all on the wing, which you know that's that's uh, that's not a bad thing either for the Oilers to add. But uh, you know, a guy like uh, Brendan Perlini is somebody that I actually like a lot. He's six foot two and a half and and uh, over two hundred pounds as well. So there's some size there, and he's got offense and can skate really well. Um, but if you're looking for middlemen, uh, really Drysaddle is the big the big guy down the middle. Yeah, and Jake Vertanen, uh, he's really rocketing sure. up. Uh, he skates incredibly well, and he's got a mean streak. I like Jake Vertanen, and he's he's another guy that uh, when I when you speak with him, uh, he has a way about him that uh, you you gravitate to him. I think, uh, and uh, lots of speed. One probably might be the fastest skater in the draft. Uh, and uh, plays a physical style and has a really really quick and accurate release. So he's he's a player to watch too for sure. And uh, one last one for sure. you, Guy. So Ekblad, you say, is the best player. We always hear draft best player available. So if, if Ekblad's gone to number one and the orders have the number two pick, who would you take <laughs> just based on best player available? Uh, if I'm the uh, if I'm the Oilers? No, any like if whoever has the number two pick, who do you think is the second best player in the draft? Uh, probably Sam Reinhardt, but uh, mm-hmm. Sam Bennett might be right behind him. Okay. Like, how much do you think Jaden Duchesneau is helping Reinhardt's numbers and people? Like Duchesneau is one of the, the best – offensively gifted players I've seen. I know he's not very big, and that's yeah. probably going to hurt him to go pro, but you know he's got 100 points. When I look at Bennett and, and Drysaddle, and these, they don't have anybody they're playing with who's as close to offensively gifted as Deshano. Yeah, and Deshano was eligible last year and got passed over because of his size. Yeah. I, think, I think they both really help each other. Uh, I really think Reinhardt is a guy who can't do it all by himself, but boy, you put him with some good players, and he'll make everybody else better, and he'll be a lot better. But if 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 a guy like Deshano wasn't there, and then they acquired Tim Bozon as well uh, in in Kootenay this year, and and the three of them started to click, 
Um, but I think uh, I think you're right, uh, Deshano and and uh, Bennett uh, or. Um, uh, Reinhardt, excuse me. They do really feed off of each other, and they benefit from playing with each other. But again, at the next level, Reinhardt's going to have good players around him too. Gee, great rundown. I'm sure you'll have lots more this weekend. Who you got coming up on Saturday? Uh, well, I'm, well, we're still putting together Saturday show, but we always have a college guy on. We always highlight a guy that's eligible for the next draft, and uh, we have a CHL insider on as well. So uh, by the time uh, Saturday comes around, uh, it'll be a packed show and uh, lots of junior and college hockey talk. All right, Guy, we'll tune in. Appreciate your time. All right, Jason, thanks.